0: Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And I'm JR. And today we're here to talk Kevin's pick, the Richard Donner forgotten classic, Maverick, 1994, starring Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster, among others. And we're also going to talk other stuff we watched. And uh, are there trailers to talk about? We didn't discuss this. You know, I didn't even look. Let me take a look real quick. (laughs) <laughs> and see if we have trailers to discuss right because uh, I know that I posted several but I'm not sure that they're worth discussing mm. necessarily.
1: yeah you know pre pre pro was a little uh, crowded with other issues
0: that's right yeah it was difficult mm. to uh, get everything working straight okay so the only thing I really would want to talk about and it's not really something that we need to watch the trailer for but they have you guys seen the Godfather Coda, Death of Michael Corleone trailer. Oh, there's a trailer for it? Yeah, there's a trailer for it and uh, it's essentially just it looks like a trailer for Godfather 3 mm. but uh, you know apparently he re-edited it and uh, I'm hoping that he thought better of his sort of romantic comedy angle that he tried to infuse in the middle of it right? and kind of jettisoned all of that but I'm not 100% sure that's the direction he's going
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would it surprise you for you know, Francis Ford Coppola to be like making weird decisions at this point?
0: No, it wouldn't. But I, I also haven't watched uh, you know, the final cut of uh, Apocalypse Now yet.
1: Mm. you Yeah, know, I haven't either. So I need to yeah, me neither. Who's to say?
2: I always forget, like, are you like a are you a Redux guy? I like the Redux, okay. but I've seen the
0: theatrical cut much more. Okay, yeah. I mean
1: Redux is the one that puts the plantation stuff back in, right? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. But I've read that the final cut has the plantation stuff in it too. Okay. So I'm not sure exactly what the differences might be. Right. I mean I'm 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 the I'm a guy who's this is my favorite film of all time. So yeah, I'm yeah. good for anything. Like he could make a six hour cut and I'd watch it, you know. Like I'm I'm down for whatever. I like the plantation stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's-
1: Let's get the Netflix miniseries cut of hey, this. Let's I'm go. Told
0: the Roadshow cut, like the Hateful Eight shit that they did with the four chapters or whatever. Oh, right. Did you guys hear about that, that Tarantino's writing yeah. a novel?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Because um, I've seen, like, like, on Instagram every now and then I'll see, like, you know, like 50s, 60s style book covers for movies, and a lot of them actually look pretty awesome. Like, I'd read those books. Yeah. I've seen uh, stuff like that, but yeah, I'd be interested to read that. That's
0: what I, when I first saw the cover, I thought it was a. Jo- I thought it was like somebody doing like a fan book cover or something, but it's essentially like he describes it as a movie adaptation, like a um, you know, the book adaptation of a movie. Like right. they sell novelizations. Yeah, yeah. Because he said that that's like his that was his favorite thing to read when he was a kid. So I think Weird. that's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah, you know, being that it comes directly from the filmmaker. And uh, apparently he's writing a second book about the history of his favorite films Mm. and his love of Pauline Kael. So. Right. We don't have enough books about how great Pauline Kael was. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. yeah, So that's uh, that's that. I guess we can just jump right into what we watched at this point. Sure. Who wants to (laughs) begin
1: can, can I start with my apology? Yes, please apologize. Mm. All right. How dare you? Yeah. So, you know, I, I sent an apology to you guys, um, via text, you know, about my, my little hissy fit last episode where I, you know, I was just in disbelief that on the rocks, um, Sophia Coppola's new movie could be, you know, anything less than good. That's not what I was thinking. I know I was talking specifically about the criticism of Rashida Jones, but uh, that's how it came off. That's how it came off. Um, and I watched On the Rocks, and um, I just, I I don't think last episode when you talked about it, that you were hard enough on this movie. Uh, so yeah, I this is just like a I don't know, like just an incompetent fart of a movie. Jesus. Um, there's <laughs> There's just nothing there. And, and like, Rashida Jones isn't good in it. But I don't think there's a scenario where anyone could be good in this role. It's such an underwritten thing. Like, so if, I, I don't know if Co- if Coppola was just like, you know, in the past I've been good at having people just kind of stare longingly at things and move through the, the room, si- like, quietly. Uh, so that's all I'll do for this. And that's what Rashida Jones does. She just stares... And uh, gets mildly annoyed at things, and um, the the midlife crisis scenario that has her annoyed is, it, I think you mentioned this. Like it, it is a, sim- a sitcom plot. Like this should be resolved in fifteen minutes, including commercials, and uh, it's it's just nothing. And and what Bill Murray is just like the the charming, embarrassing old man, and it's. Uh, you know people are like should we give him an oscar for this i'm like no no what
0: the fuck for well it is 2020 so they're you know they're scraping the bottom of the barrel there for oscar level performances
1: did you see the way he talked to that cop for four minutes i was like yeah that was dumb it was just like a dumb fucking scene (laughs) i okay
0: that's the one scene i really liked actually out of the whole it's
1: it's it's by far the most enjoyable scene of the movie Because uh, it is just like let Bill Murray go exactly. and be charming and talk his way out of this uh, this ticket, but like but then there's like the whole like machinations to get him a ticket. Like we've got him in this stupid car for no reason, just to be in the stupid car. We have them following Marlon Waynes for no reason. We have him speeding around town for no. It, everything's just for no reason, and it, except to get us to a point where he's pulled over and he can like JR. Hey, your daddy's from the, Long Island, right? It's yeah, the yeah,
0: comic yeah. irony that they're supposed to be inconspicuous and they're in the most conspicuous vehicle. It's funny. It's like yeah. back to the future okay. when they tell when Doc tells him to pick something inconspicuous and he dresses in a black leather jacket with black hat and black sunglasses.
1: Yeah, and, and and you know, and there's like a there's like a self-knowing nod like I think Rashida Jones even says like this is your idea of inconspicuous and I'm like Right. Yeah, we all we all got it. We're not idiots. Like this is this is i i don't get it i don't i don't and i don't get what the people who like it like about it um I there's think... just no there's no like good resolution and every decision feels lazy and like of course like marlon waynes gets his wife a gift and that gift is like a fucking appliance and as soon as that yeah. happened i was like what you, was this written in like the the 50s this is bullshit
0: well he got her the other gift too, to be fair spoiler i mean the, you know.
1: yeah the the secret gift yeah, let me here's a good decision <laughs> for the sake of a movie plot. Let me hold off on giving her this gift that she might like so that um she could be miserable on her birthday for the sake of of the plot he's a scumbag you know? yeah, but he's but that's the thing he's not even a scumbag he's just an idiot <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: not a he's not a he's it's another one of those um Sort of uh underwhelming performances as well, Marlon Wayans, and I like mm. I want to like Marlon Wayans, like I want to root for him because he's doing something against type and everything. And I you know I've seen him do that before and I've enjoyed it, but it's like it's just he's terrible. <laughs> 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 I can't do it. Yeah, uh, but
1: I it's another I I don't want to blame actors for this because I I think these parts are yeah just right that's bad that's fair mm. but. Um, that's it. Don't watch on the rocks. (laughs) I
0: won't watch it again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Until I have to do a Coppola list years from now. When I force me to watch it again.
2: Right. (laughs) All right, Kevin. Let's see. Um, went down a really deep, um, anime trek, uh, this go around, uh, started off with, uh, Robot Carnival, which is. <clears throat> it's a. Anthology film from, like, the late 80s. It's got, uh. Katsuhiro Otomo, Koji Morimoto, a bunch of, like, big names in, uh, anime. It's, uh. I, I can appreciate it on many different levels. Like, there's. um the so you've got like the opening where like the robot carnival is just plowing through this desert landscape and uh, then it just mows down this town because it's, it's this gargantuan thing on like tractor treads then it goes to this one where it's like a Frankenstein kind of story and then it's uh this like weird sort of romance that also has like giant evil looking uh, robots in it um. And as the name implies, there's a lot of robots in it, uh, <laughs> and they even have this one. This one, like, it's called like uh, something, something, something part three, but there is no like it's parts one or something,
0: two. Something, something,
2: something. I, oh, okay. I forget. I forget. I, I forget no, exactly what I, it was. A joke. I thought I thought it was that might have been actually the title something actually, but something like Western civilization, okay, something, something, chapter yeah, three. Yeah. The decline um,
0: of Western civilization. What's that? The decline of Western civilization. What's no, the, uh, it's Penelope
2: not uh, Penelope Uh Let me see if I can find it. Uh, okay. How long is this movie? Uh, it's like an hour and a half. Okay, it's a feature. So, yeah, it's a uh, feature length, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there's any wasted time in it. Um, so if you're looking for like bizarre, off the wall anime that also like has some like, it, I think that's one of its strengths. It goes from, like, the more bizarre off-the-wall stuff to, like, very, like, romantic sort of stuff and uh, back and forth. And I really appreciate it about that. Nice. So, yeah, uh,
0: 4.25. Awesome. Um, okay. I uh, watched – I blind bought at the Criterion sale West Front 1918 by GW Paps. Uh, which is a German silent film from 1930, so 12 years after it's set. <laughs> and uh, it's about uh, soldiers in the German army during World War Two, World War I, sorry, and uh, trench warfare and those soldiers, some of them go on leave and go home and experience horrors at home that almost match the horrors that they experience in the uh, trenches, such as like uh, you know economic despair, bread lines. One of their wives is cheating on him with some guy while they're in there. It's just like it might be the most hopeless film I've ever seen in my life. Like There's <laughs> nothing good that happens to anybody in the movie wow. at all. And it ends like you i would thought when it, i thought it was in there's a massive battle scene at the end of it which is just terrific um very exciting especially for the time just like shockingly good well done and uh yeah, i thought that would be the kind of the end of the story you know there's this uh this massive scene of uh kind of brutality the brutality of war and violence and everything but then they they spend about 5 or 10 minutes at at the end going to the hospital and you see all the wounded and and how miserable they are and how some of the men in the trenches have gone insane and it's just like jesus <laughs> like <laughs> you know like there's just no hope it's just it's really a great uh you know a lot of people you look at movies like saving private ryan or um I don't know, like Full Metal Jacket or something, and, and they, they, they call these anti-war films because of the, you know, by virtue of the fact that they're about war, but they're visceral and they're gritty and as you see death and everything. But, like, this is a true, like, off-putting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you don't want what's in this at all. It's not pretty at all. Whereas, like, in something like Saving Private Ryan, you're, you're not focused on the fact that war is hell. You're watching it thinking... The battle sequences are, are, you know, thrilling and exciting, and you want to see more of it. Mm. And the same thing with Full Metal Jacket, really. I mean, there's a lot more darker elements in Full Metal Jacket, but um, this movie's just, like I say, just hopeless and miserable, and uh, I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I want to see more from Pabst. Um, but, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I'm really glad I watched it. I'm really glad I got it. So...
1: This movie premiered, uh, I I can't remember, it was either 32 days before or after All Quiet on the Western Front, which I think is insane. That is insane. Mm. Uh, You know, similar, what do you think, like similar sentiments, uh, both very anti-war. I I remember this one being uh, more hopeless than All Quiet on the Western Front, but it's been a while since I saw that.
0: Yeah, I've never I don't know that I've ever seen All Quiet on the Western Front.
2: Yeah, I've only seen the um the like TV I think I saw that too. I think I the saw Artist the Board now. Yeah,
0: like the remake or whatever. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Damn. I should watch that. Uh
1: you know, it, it's one you should see at some point for sure. Mm. But uh and and is this the is this the quickest that you've ever watched a Blu-ray that you bought? Fuck off. <laughs> That's...
0: <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> i watched uh i don't know that i watched this the day i bought it or if it was the day after because i bought this pretty late at night like i went to barnes and noble at like nine thirty and bought four different criterions i bought red river i bought this and i bought elephant man and i feel like there's another one but i don't remember what it is now and uh um anyways but yeah so uh but i think that the the one that i watched the absolute quickest that i can recall off the top of my head is sicario i bought sicario blind the day it came out not blind uh bought it full price the day it came out 22 dollars, and uh watched (laughs) it immediately when i got home
2: ah wow yeah
0: and i feel like a dumbass because it's (laughs) like you know it was like seven dollars a month later so (laughs) nobody wants that movie (laughs) but it's okay so anyways, yeah, Westfront 1918 big fan. Uh want to see more pap's. Just trying to, you know, round my shit out, you know? Mm. Like I don't I haven't seen enough old shit. Like I look at my my stats on Letterboxd and I'm just, you know, grossly under underrepresented the 1930s and 20s and teens and mm. even the 40s. I mean, you know, I just like I I'm starting to get to a, a level where i'm like you know at least not ashamed of myself with the 50s and 60s but like the the earlier decades are just insane like they're so mm. low so low like teens like 20 you know, like 20 movies or less brutal uh,
1: that's uh man that's that's the problem with like going uh going pro on letterboxd and using <laughs> websites like i check movies it, it becomes like a like I need to improve my stats. It's a game. It's a game that I get sucked into. Oh yeah. That's why I watch so many movies. I don't want to watch movies. I just have to complete lists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I notice. I see. You, I see you logging stuff, and I'm and I think to myself, oh, he must be doing like the the thing where he's with his buddies and they're giving awards to stuff. But then sometimes it's like random year. I'm like, why Why on earth did he watch that? I'm right. Like
1: <laughs> I have so like at all times i have like three things going on i've got like the year awards with my buddies which is 1986 i've got like this website that i am uh like a forum that i'm a member of they do like one year per month and I- i've been slacking on that but that's uh that's 1997 right now so i'm about to start watching some 1997s and then they also like every week there's like a specific director. So Mm. sometimes I'm just watching a a movie or two from a random ass director. It's a, you know, and that's like a competitive thing too, because there are a bunch of people on there that have seen way more movies than me. And I'm like, well, I got to fix that. I don't see how it's
0: possible to have seen more movies than you. Well, (laughs) A
1: a lot of them are older than I am. Oh, that's fair. Someone
0: like you 40 years from now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> would yeah, have seen there's a, many more films than you. Some, imagine, yeah, someone who remembers we're, the Nickelodeons.
1: We're gonna have to. We're gonna see what happens. Like once, like once there is a baby in this house. Oh my! It's, it's probably gonna change, and yeah. and I think um, you know it's probably gonna create some real issues between my wife and I when she's like, "Help me take care of this baby," and I'm like, "I gotta, you know, just one more from '97, just one more." <laughs>
0: You get to the point where you can you can watch that stuff with your kid though, you know? Right. I know,
1: I know. And uh <laughs> and I'm sorry. I know no one has the ability to call social services on me and I don't even have a child yet, but I am kidding. <laughs> I think I think.
2: <laughs> no, I know. It's all good, man. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I mean I don't know. If they see you do it, they'll probably want to do it themselves. <laughs> I'm <laughs> hoping that my things. daughter will be at
0: least somewhat interested in movies so where i can like you know where she's not like movies are fucking dumb dad right you know? like, cuz i'm not going to be able to handle that like i got to watch movies and you know she's going to like not want to watch them that's right. going to be a problem right i'm
1: you know i'm always worried like my a lot of my students don't really watch movies uh and they're like yeah i just wa- i just watch youtube like they don't even watch tv shows some of them <laughs> yeah i it it pains it, it pains me to think of a future and I don't know old, old man stuff, but like pains me to think of a future where people aren't watching like entertainment longer than 15 minutes. They're just like, yeah, I got my favorite YouTubers, got my favorite TikTokers, and, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> directors don't exist anymore. That's the yeah. sad
0: reality that I feel myself gravitating toward sometimes like weeks like this, where I'm just literally watching nothing but YouTube shit. But then the good thing is, is that, for instance, like, the next film I'll talk about, which is The Gunfighter, the Henry King Western with Gregory Peck, it, it I literally watched it on YouTube. So I'm, you know, the, so that's always good, is to find <laughs> stuff that, you know, like, I didn't have access to The Gunfighter. I checked to see if it was on Criterion, but it wasn't uh, oh, on it's the not, channel.
2: It's not streaming? Okay. No.
0: So I, but uh, it wasn't at the time anyway. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to see it, so I looked
2: it up on YouTube, right. and it was right there. Yeah, I've seen they've been, like, pushing, like, the... Uh the blu-ray release of it pretty hard kind of like uh so a couple of episodes back jr talked about this oshima movie called max monomore oh yeah and movies inst i it just baffles me like movies instagram is pushing that movie like so hard they want they really want people to watch this movie. They want movie. to create a buzz like it's so weird that it's, you have to see it. It's just bonkers, man. I guess. You know? I mean, they, I, I mean I can kind of see it cuz like I I saw like I, I saw like uh a clip of it that they had up up there and it's like Charlotte Rampling just looking so fucking smug while this <laughs> while this dude is like sir, please please get out of from under the covers. I'm not armed. blah blah blah. And then it's a chimp. He's like, <gasps>
0: yeah, I don't remember, too. I don't I feel like I might have asked you this, Jr. but like I didn't realize it's like a guy in a suit. Like, it's not a real chimp.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, did we not talk about that? I don't I don't know if we yeah, did or it, not. It's a I feel like yeah, we must a have. Chimp. But it's OK. Right. It's not a puppet. It's uh. it's a guy in a suit. It looks sorry. like
0: a, a, um, it's all right. Yeah, it looks like a uh, like one of the characters from fucking uh, Planet of the Apes or two thousand one. Right, exact. That's more accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. two thousand one.
1: <laughs> it's I was gonna say yeah, not not totally like anthropomorphic like that. It's no, I'm saying, but I mean know. the f- the chimp is on all fours. Most the of the time.
0: face of it like looks like a yeah. a man in the mask. Yeah. <laughs> like it
1: doesn't look real at all. Yeah, that doesn't make the movie better. No, I just, feel like it would make it a so, lot you know. worse.
0: Honestly, like I would prefer it if it looked real. Right and if it was i was a real monkey
1: yeah i was so pissed off um <laughs> oh, you know yeah. i I'm, i subscribed to movie movie i like movie and uh i was just so mad that i <laughs> this has been like on my netflix dvd queue for years finally got it and then like the next week it's available to stream online and i was just like fucking kidding <laughs> i wasted a dvd rental on this horse shit you fucked up yeah. bro you fucked up. Whatever. Who, what, whose turn is it's it? It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Yours. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so uh, I watched Hoosiers for the first time, uh, which felt weird. I, I couldn't believe that I'd never seen Hoosiers. Uh, and Hoosiers is a, uh, I don't know, we'll call it like a very famous sports movie uh, from the 80s with Gene Hackman and Barbara Hershey and Dennis Hopper. And uh, Gene Hackman is this uh, disgraced college coach who comes to a small town at the request of like a, an old friend to to coach a small town uh, high school basketball team. And in this small town, uh, everyone hates him because he doesn't coach exactly the way everyone wants him to. And it's really bizarre. There's, there are people in the town who you would think could have coached basketball. I don't know why no one took the job um and like the power brokers in this town are like a sheriff's deputy and a butcher and a barber i was like why do these guys have power (laughs) it makes no sense (laughs) but um yeah so gene hackman is like he believes in a team you know acting like a team and passing the ball and playing good defense and generally just building character and uh the rest of the town believes those are bad things um which i thought was fascinating but maybe that's what the 1950s were like um and then halfway through the movie all this shit with the uh like with the townspeople gets resolved and then it's just basketball games and uh and dennis hopper dealing with alcoholism and that's it it's a it's fine it's a it's a sports underdog story and and it's fine and gene hackman is fine and um you know, some might say Dennis Hopper um, should have been nominated for this movie instead of Blue Velvet, and I would say that's stupid. That's dumb. <laughs>
0: I so thought was he, I, he wasn't. He wasn't nominated for this.
1: I think it was. Wasn't it just Hackman?
0: I thought I could have sworn Hopper had some kind of recognition. Maybe it wasn't an oh Oscar. My God.
1: But, mm. oh my God! I hope that you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying "Oh my God!" until I pull up the information.
0: It's fine,
1: but that would be yeah. I mean, like this. It's not like a bad role or anything. Um, I don't think it goes, doesn't really go anywhere satisfying, but um, he was nominated for an Oscar in this, and he was nominated for the wrong movie in
0: 1986. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought so, yeah.
1: That's his only acting nomination, Oscar, a Oscar, crime. Oscar acting nomination. It's a
0: crime. Although he did do a lot of bullshit, especially he, later in his career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But he's a good, he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah. I think he honestly, I would have given, I mean, this is going to sound a little like uh, college dormies, but I I would have given him an Oscar nomination for his role in True Romance. I think he's terrific as Christian Slater's father.
1: I'd agree. Walk in, too. That is a little Oscar dormy, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oscar dormy. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, parts a little small, but whatever.
0: Um, You know, William Hurt was nominated for his role in uh, A History of Violence. He's on screen for like four minutes. (laughs) Right.
1: And that is that's not a good nomination it's a joke it's it's just not uh the golden globes nominated uh hopper for both movies because they're a good reputable organization (laughs) (laughs) right sure but yeah uh hoosiers it's a sports movie and it's fine
0: yeah what's a what's a great sports movie for you jr
1: i don't what i don't know (laughs) I, i do know uh I love Friday Night Lights. Oh no, shit! That's, uh, okay. Oh, that's one.
0: Varsity Blues.
1: Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Varsity Blues all the way through the whole, like all yeah. in one sitting. I've mm. only seen it on television. Hmm. Uh, so, and I, I don't have any real thoughts about that. Um, there are other sports movies I like, and I will think of them sure. whenever we're not talking about of it, course. and I'll interject into our future conversation. Because well, I was
0: thinking about it about sports movies uh i think i saw a list or something you know 10 best sports movies and i was thinking about it and i was like i don't really know that i have any that i would consider great except oh no i, I remember what it was now it was on a facebook film forum and they did a thing and they were like uh you have to pick one and uh or like you can only pick one right and so i was like okay and there was like there was like 10 of them or something and it was like bull durham and uh field of dreams and fucking uh
2: hoosiers
0: like and uh and Moneyball was on there. Not, and I I, I I typed, I said Moneyball, burn the rest. Because that's the only good one I could see. Like, I, I don't, the rest of those don't do anything for me. I like Moneyball. But maybe it's because it's not really, it's, it's not really movie. a sports movie. Yeah, it's like a I behind the s- scenes sports movie. Right. I was going to say, isn't that like a money movie? I mean, it's about yeah. a team of baseball players. putting right. together a team of baseball players. But it's okay. not about the actual ball game itself. Right, I right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I, <clears> and I know JR
0: lot. doesn't like, uh. Bennett Miller.
1: No, uh, but I, I do like Moneyball. Oh, do you? Yeah.
0: You don't like Capote.
1: No, I do not like Capote. Right. Uh, and you haven't seen Foxcatcher for some reason. No. I <laughs> I will one day, I think. Uh, Maybe Foxcatcher was written by Emax Fry, who wrote Something Wild. I didn't know that. Oh, oh. I
0: didn't know that either. You love Something
1: Wild. Yeah, I just rewatched Are it. Are you going to talk saying, about eh, that? It's great. No. Okay. Why would God. I talk about
2: because, it? Well, i was
1: <laughs> Well, just Because it was a, a rewatch. No, I know, I guess, but I was but
0: shocked it, at how high you rated it.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I just think it's hilarious and it's, uh, it's like one of the most wildly paced movies. Um, by the time Ray Liotta is introduced, I'm like, we're at the end of the movie now, right? (laughs) But it's, it's only been like 50 minutes. Um, just so much happens. And, uh, I think all three of like those lead performances are, are just so good. And, and there's like, there's all these like little things in the movie that are just like so, so cool. Um, like there's like just a lot of like weird world building and personality to like the side characters, um, yeah. I just
2: it's a it's a great time.
0: I'll have to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've seen it.
2: Mm. All right, Kevin. So yeah, continuing on with the the anime stuff, I watched Millennium Actress for the first time because I saw that it was on Canopy. Oh, nice, nice, and. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it starts off like you think that it's opening in this, like, space drama, but then it turns out it's just this, uh, TV interviewer who's just watching a movie of the actress that he's about to go interview. And so this, this actress tells him and his cameraman the story of her life. And, like, as she's going through it, like, the, um, the interviewer and the cameraman end up like, like she's talking about like a lot of the period piece movies that she did. And they're like in the movies slash in the time periods with her. And it's uh, like, it follows like all the way through her career. And yeah, like it's, it's a good bit of it is pretty goofy, but I think there's, there's a lot more heart in it. Than I think a lot of some of these goofy animes usually have in them. So, yeah, that was a big part of why I enjoyed it so much. And, uh, I've been meaning, I've seen Perfect Blue once, but I've been meaning to watch it again. Uh, I've been thinking about, like, seriously thinking about going over to, uh, the next, uh, parish to get a uh, library card in their in their parish so i can get free access to hoopla
0: oh is it a reciprocal membership yes mm.
1: yeah I, I mean it's such a bummer that i have i still have my badner's library card access and uh they don't have hoopla and they don't have hoopla in denver either
2: mm. what is both, what is uh,
0: hoopla hoopla is like a canopy service but with it, yeah other yeah movies? Much. yeah and it's it well they like have movies and they have tv
2: shows Oh, no shit. Yeah, and I think they have, like, like audio books and, like, regular my, books as well. uh,
0: My brother lives in New Orleans. I think that's
2: what he uses. And oh, he, okay. he gave me his code. I haven't used it yet. I didn't realize oh. it was good. Well, I mean, I, sh- I can't say if it's good because I haven't used it, but I think it's worth a shot to try it. i try, try it out. Well,
1: yeah. it's also just, like, it's another streaming service that just has stuff.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and, free.
1: And you just want to accumulate those. Of yeah. course.
2: Of course. And, and especially, like, you know, like, as... As crappy as the interface of Canopy can be sometimes, it's got a lot of quality content. So, and, yeah. you know, with with my library card, it's free. So, thank you very much. I was like, I'm not going to, I like, I like Canopy's interface more than I like
1: Hulu's. And Canopy's
2: free, can- so I'm not yeah. going to bitch about Canopy that. Canopy has a and great interface. And I do interface. bitch about Hulu's interface all the time. See, that's something, I've seen a lot of people bitch about Hulu's interface, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, you like it? I, I i can't say that i like it but i can't say that i hate it
1: i think it's different why do you though, make it right? so hard for me to get to like the stuff that i've put in my stuff
0: oh right yeah i agree with that it is it is uh oh. challenging to scroll all the way over i mean i i i have a uh, I have apple tv so i might be different on mine than it is on i don't know what you guys are using
2: um it, roku
0: Okay, yeah, I don't know how... It might look different or something. I yeah, I don't know. And,
1: and I was going to say, on, yeah, <laughs> on my end, I, I think you were joking when you said it's difficult to scroll all the way over. No, I uh, wasn't. It actually sometimes no, wasn't. is.
0: Okay. It, it's hard to scroll. Okay. On Apple TV, it's hard to scroll over. Because oh. your My Stuff is like literally the last thing of 12 things. Oh. And you have to go so through each, each one of them to get to it, and it's like... Each uh, screen
1: has to load. It's Instead of being like a, a menu, like a separate menu. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what would be better, but also like you know not that i love netflix but i do like that you know they've got like the new stuff right there and like i just and my stuff right ne like right below it mm. that's just a little bit more convenient
0: i like netflix because they have not only do they have a section for new releases but they also have uh a section for recently added oh right so like yeah. shit that yes. might not be old yeah. like uh yeah you know, archive titles that are coming out so yeah i think netflix is definitely the the better service mm. uh looking wise anyway. Yeah. But
1: Oh, uh Kevin, can we are we going to to be getting a Satoshi Kon list at some point? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: oh. I don't see why not. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, great. That's terrific.
2: I mean, terrific. how much is he how much did he do before he died? Uh I mean, like eight individual things,
1: but it only looks like uh like five five features.
2: Okay. Yeah, cuz uh, like I mean, yeah, cuz like that that was what I was texting you guys about earlier in the week about how like uh like going through Otomo's stuff and he's done like he is the sole director of two features and pretty much everything else is anthologies. No, wait, I'm sorry. Uh four features, two of them are live action. Um but yeah, like so much more of his stuff is in anthologies. <laughs> and say like like neo tokyo is like 50 minutes so yeah it's like am i am i gonna rate rate that like i would a normal film you don't i wouldn't rate kind of it but, I, but if
0: you made a list you could put it in order in All your right. list you know
2: okay
1: yeah and like i still yeah like i don't rate my shorts um but depending on the director i do include the shorts in a uh like, in the ranked list.
2: Yeah, like, ah. for, for, like, Herzog, I would
0: put... If I made a Herzog list, I would include his shorts.
2: Mm, okay. I
0: love shorts. They're so easy to get through.
1: Salute your shorts. Okay,
0: yeah. that, sh- that show was good. Yeah. neck. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, uh, I watched The Gunfighter from 1950, uh, directed by Henry King. It's my first Henry King film. Uh... And, uh, yeah, I watched it because the, I'll be honest, this is a stupid reason to watch a movie, but I watched it cause the Criterion cover art is so fucking good. I want a poster of it very bad. I even emailed the guy at Criterion. I was like, who do I have to pay to get this shit as a poster? I love the poster. Like it's like colorless except for his shirt, which is red foreshadowing beautiful and i love how everybody's standing at the edge of the bar staring at him cuz it's just so much what the movie is it's like he's he's this um he's this you know the titular gunfighter gregory peck plays uh who's he's he lives under this constant burden of how famous he is for what he does and how everybody wants to take him out to say that they took him out and so he's got to deal with that constantly and um it's just really, really well done, and the the script is so good and Gregory Peck is awesome in this, like I really enjoyed his performance. He's just so like laid back and like sick of it all, you know, <laughs> like wants to get out as bad as possible and uh trying to trying to win back this 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 uh girl that he had a kid with um the kid doesn't know that he's his father, but he like reveres him, you know because all the kids love him because he's like a legend and everything and it's just a really like it's an interestingly structured film too cuz like the whole thing takes place in a bar essentially where while he's waiting for uh to see if he can get this woman to come see him and as he's waiting you're under the you 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 are aware of the fact that there are three guys who are after him because he killed their brother in another bar and they're they're on their way but they're on foot at least so he thinks so he thinks he has a lot of time and that Therein lies the only fault in the film for me, and it's not a huge deal, but I was expecting there to be a gunfight at the end of this film, because he's the gunfighter, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I appreciate the fact that there's very little gunplay in it, like the idea that, you know, it's with a title like The Gunfighter, you would expect it to be like this action picture, but it's really not. It's more like psychological, and I like that. It's a slow burn, but I would have liked it like uh to have like a almost like a high noon, I expected to have like a high noon style kind of you know ending where he has to fight the three brothers, but instead they're they're just caught and arrested <laughs> It's very unceremonial, <laughs> and uh it's kind of a bummer, but i do but I love the way I love what happens after that, which I won't discuss cause it's a spoiler, but uh what happens directly after that is great, and I can't not talk about this actor Millard Mitchell. Who plays the town sheriff who is amazing as well and uh apparently died like soon after this movie, but mm. he's not that old he was like forty or something oh. but i mean he's uh he's really terrific he like knows Gregory Peck from back in the day and he's helping him out but he's still he's the sheriff you know, so he has to keep law and order and everybody wants to fuck with gregory Peck and it's just good man it's just a good movie it's a nice. really solid western and uh I'm going to buy it on Criterion, even though I, because I watched it on YouTube, Uh, I was afraid to blind buy it, because I don't know anything about Henry King or Gregory Peck necessarily, but then I was mm. like, I got to have this. 50% off sale on right now. I know, that's why I bought the, 1918, I said that already, JR, JR's not listening.
1: Wait, wait. (laughs) oh, I didn't realize it was the, like the same sale. Yeah, man. I thought it like started a day.
0: No, it started uh, like two weeks ago. All
1: right. Hey, shit, guys. I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, all of no, I'm it's all of November.
0: Sorry. It's always all of November and all of July. Mm.
1: How did I fuck? Man, I guess I was just like thinking the last sale when I ordered a couple of Blu-rays was like, oh, that was just like a minute ago. But that was July. That's crazy. Which ones okay. did you get in July? Um, Tokyo Olympiad and The Lady Eve. Nice. Mm. nice. And uh, today I bought Notorious Blue Velvet and... Uh, Something else
0: huh. elephant man, uh, what elephant man, no, oh, <laughs> no. A dig, a little dig there at Lynch, you like blue velvet, but not elephant man, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I well, you know I watched I watched blue velvet on like a shitty internet copy uh, recently, and I was like, you know I've never seen this on my television in like high quality, so I bought it
0: yeah mm. the uh the original like the normal. Uh I don't know who makes it. Warner Brothers or whatever. The original Blu-ray looks good, so I'm imagining that the Criterion Blu-ray, which I also have, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm imagining it looks even better. Mm. Very excited. I'm really I'm most excited to see Elephant Man on Blue because it's never been on Blue before and uh oh. last time I watched it was like a shit DVD copy from Netflix. Oh. <laughs> so gotta see the Blu-ray Oh and I was thinking also I mean I don't know when the right time is to bring this up JR but you you said you got to watch movies from 1997
1: Yeah I'm going to pick and choose a, You've a few You've got to so watch.
0: many movies to watch from 1997 did, my friend
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> what? Like what like you did you just go through like my 1997 No I went watches? through my
0: 1997 <laughs> watches and then I picked every movie cuz I'm trying to think of something to to like in the past 20 minutes Dude listen Seriously, one, two, three. There's at least three. Maybe no. There's four. There's four films on my list of potential movies that are from 1997 that you haven't oh, seen. Okay. Wow, it's insane. Hot damn. I didn't realize they were all from 97, but yeah. So I might be huh. might be picking one for next time. Do you a favor, so you know I'll pick something that you you wouldn't have watched <laughs> cool. ordinarily. But I'll tell you something. Like I don't know. I'm sure you. I don't know what you're looking for exactly, but. I mean shit like Copland? Like Copland's a
1: solid picture. And you have not seen Copland. <laughs> so so what I usually do uh for these year things yeah. and this hey, everyone, this is boring. Skip ahead. One minute. No. Uh, I go I go to check. I go to ICheckmovies dot com and I go to um like the letterboxed like year nineteen ninety seven and I'll like so I'll go through like the letterbox year what was popular that year that I haven't seen and like check put all those into a list. And on I check movies, uh I'll go to like the major lists, like a thousand and one movies see before you die, and they shoot pictures, don't they? And like the sight and sound polls and find every nineteen ninety seven movie that's on those lists that I haven't seen. Oh wow. And make like a, a master list of shit I need to see. And uh I haven't done that for nineteen ninety seven yet since I've been so wrapped up in nineteen eighty six. But uh, yeah, I'm an insane person, so let's uh, move on.
0: Ninety-seven is a much better year than eighty-six.
1: That's I don't nineteen eighty-six has been pretty wild. I mean, like <laughs> Blue Velvet, I think is the sixth best movie of that Fuck year, off. and that's insane. What's the first? The Sacrifice. Oh, okay. I haven't seen The Sacrifice. I, fair, uh, but me neither. Uh, and and then and then Peking Opera Blues, fucking love that movie. All right, anyway, where's I, Aliens uh, on the list? Uh, that moved down to like. I think fourteen. Uh, that's insane. Wow. <laughs> but again, like I, I think I have like more nines or four and a half out of five than like any other year that I can think of.
2: Mm.
0: All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 97 is going to be a total bust for you. You'll hate it.
1: Well, you know, it can be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <Can't it? laughs>
0: no, you're gonna hate it. All right, Jr. Your turn, bud.
1: All right. Uh, I watched Marielle Heller's first movie um she's the director of can you ever forgive me and um the recent uh, mr rogers biopic with tom hanks (laughs) we'll cruise forgetting Uh, names typical jr haven't even had a beer yet (laughs) um yeah but this was the first movie uh she put out it was in 2015 and it starred um bell powley who recently showed up as the sort of girlfriend in uh, The King of Staten Island, and um, also had Kristen Wiig as her mother and Alexander uh, Skarsgård as Kristen Wiig's boyfriend and the adult man that this Mm -hmm. uh, 15-year-old child is fucking. Will JR say Um, the name
0: of this movie at any point? What? (laughs) I didn't say the name of the movie? (laughs) No.
1: you sure? I am sure. I know what it is, but you haven't oh, said shit. it. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Oh my god! <laughs> diary of a Teenage Girl. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry to everyone. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a comedy. Um, about uh, a problematic relationship at best, but mostly is a uh, you know like a coming of age comedy for uh, for Bell Pally. uh you know, dealing with. Um, discovering sex, sexual awakening, we'll call it that. And, uh, and just the drama that it brings into her life, which includes, you know, screwing this, uh, adult and yeah, it's uh, it is like just a seriously uncomfortable movie and doesn't shy away from like anything. Belle Pally is really just fantastic in it. Um and yeah, it's just like a I don't want to say yeah, we'll call it like a, a pretty tight, tight script. And um I don't know. I think it's definitely Mariel Heller's best movie so far, even though I do like Can You Ever Forgive Me a good bit.
0: nice i uh yeah i remember when this movie came out and thinking it was kind of like um like it has the same po- same exact poster design as uh perks of being a wallflower you know mm. and i remember thinking yes. like it's just some kind of like you know dumb rip off movie where they're just kind of capitalize on the popularity of that film even though i don't know how popular that movie necessarily was but
1: um. it's uh it's not nearly as like as sentimental as that's, Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's good. Which is good.
0: I yeah. also, I'm also always. This is not fair to Alexander Skarsgård, but I'm always like suspicious of him. Like, and in film, I always think like this guy. I don't know how good he actually is. You know, uh. like he's kind of getting by on his dad and True Blood and shit. And True Blood's not very good. And I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I, I. When I see him in well, a movie, I'm just like, ah, it feels like low rent to me for some reason. I don't know why. It's mm. not.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if like if his dad should count, but I mean I think it's it is definitely like a here's a tall like beautiful man mm. will will make this work.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well he did he did play like, uh, he
0: did play uh against type in that that movie that nobody saw from last year with Jesse Eisenberg and Selma Hayek where he's like bald. He shaved his head for it like into like a balding, you know, male pattern baldness kind of thing. Sure, I I don't know what you're talking no? about because I didn't I don't see know what it. The movie's called I so, It's uh, called like the, that, the I mean that, the Bird Song or some shit. I can't remember. Uh, you guys didn't hear about this?
2: Nah, no, no.
0: Oh, idea. it's called the Hummingbird Bur- Humming- Hummingbird Project. Project. Or, That's oh, it okay. yeah, yeah. The Hummingbird Project. Yeah, mm. like nobody saw it, but <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I mean it happened.
1: There. I I don't I don't know if he's good or not. I, I I think he's often uninteresting. Um, he's pretty good in the Diary of a Teenage Girl. Uh, I think he's pretty not good in Big Little Lies.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't like him in uh, whatever that movie was, that terrible, uh, the guy who did Green Room.
2: What was that movie? Hold the Dark. Hold yeah, the Dark. Yeah. Well, Hold the Dark was trash. Well, it's just a bad movie. But like, Jeremy Solnier, like, what were you thinking? I know, right? I never it's saw that bummer, one. Bummer, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, granted, you know, he didn't have to he didn't have much to do in True Blood, but like I just didn't like True Blood. Like I, I found that like Alan Ball's stuff I just think is just ridiculous and stupid.
0: I like American Beauty, but it's been a long time since I've seen it, so
2: I don't know. Like it yeah, you've been talking about rewatching that for like a long time. I know. I just got to yeah. power through it at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: remember it so well. It feels like, you know what I mean? It's like when you remember a movie so well, mm. you've seen it so much, it's like you don't have the desire to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, like I feel like I'm going to know every single scene before it happens and it's just going to be kind of boring and yeah. I'm not going to be able to judge it correctly. But Yeah. Anyways. That was
2: me the last time I watched Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. See,
0: I don't have that issue with Taxi Driver. Thank God, because yeah. it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. I
2: think I think the uh, the, the real test is going to be when the Northman comes out.
0: I know. Yeah, he's in that. I know. And I'm yeah. worried. I, I, if Eggers can't get a good performance out of him, then nobody can. But at the same time, it's like he's sort of built for that. You know, like he's yeah. Norwegian or whatever. Yeah. And he, like, Ho- it's a Viking hopefully he's movie, just I mean. not
2: doing another fucking, uh, what's the guy's name? Um Tarzan? Not Tarzan. <laughs> uh, he was in that. Uh, fuck. Well, Mickelson, Mads Mickelson. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. It, um, um, the Refin movie. Why can't I remember anything? Is he in a ra- oh, oh Valhalla Valhalla Rising? Rising. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a <laughs> yeah. You junk, know, kind of a kind heap. of a just stand there, look creepy, and then. Well, yeah,
0: I think he has lines, probably. So yeah, Mads Mickelson didn't have lines. I don't. You know. Mads, Mads rules. Mads is all right. I'm, I'm really, I'm. Boy, this is, this is a lot of fun looking at all these movies you haven't seen and trying to pick <laughs> one out to
2: watch. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'm very excited. Okay, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, okay, uh, so I took a, a brief detour from anime and uh, finally rewatched Ed Wood. Now, I went into this thinking like, oh, like. I remember this thing being great. So this will probably be my favorite Tim Burton movie. Um, and I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch every Tim Burton movie to do like a ranked list. But uh, it wasn't, it didn't blow me away like I thought it would. Martin Landau, I think is fucking great. And Johnny Depp is really great. Um, Martin Landau is, he, I don't know that he cannot be great. Yeah, you're right. Like,
0: he's just effortless. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
2: (laughs) But the rest of it is just kind of like, okay, like this, it feels, I mean, granted, it's a biopic of Ed Wood who made things cheap and, you know, was, by all accounts, not a great filmmaker, um, and is only more appreciated now because of how cheap and silly his stuff is, but I don't know, like... The the story just didn't really come together for me. And... I... I f- you know... Because I'm not a deep appreciator of Ed Wood... like I haven't even seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. So... Maybe I'm the wrong person to judge this movie. Which, you know... I talk... I'm... My rating doesn't reflect the review that I'm giving it right now. Because I gave it four stars. But... uh yeah, I mean, I w- I would probably just say though it's it's a low it's about the minimum I could go for a four star.
0: Where does it land in his filmography for you? Is this middle uh, tier, low tier?
2: I'd say high tier.
0: Oh, high tier! Yeah, you're giving it a really negative review, Kevin. I know, I,
1: know. I <laughs> well, like... he's, a, he's a pretty negative director.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I
0: don't like. I don't think I, I like mean, maybe three movies he's made if that and i'd have right. to rewatch sleepy hollow you know what i mean like i don't yeah. he's not for me but uh but i know a lot of people yeah they hold him in really high regard as like an auteur and i mean he is definitely an auteur it's impossible yeah. to argue but, i mean
2: i don't know like or he used to be i don't know if he is now but yeah i mean i want to watch edward scissorhands again i want to watch uh mars attacks uh, yeah mars attacks was a staple of my teenage years right. for sure um but yeah, like so so far I would say Beetlejuice is at the top. Um that's one I haven't seen. Yeah, but I mean But yeah, like I'm also a big fan of Katherine O'Hara. I mm-hmm. think she's fucking great in everything that she's in, so that goes a long way towards making it great for me. Um But yeah, I'll I'll see how I feel after a couple more Burton movies and if I decide to take the plunge and actually re you know don't do it to yourself do you gotta okay. watch dumbo
0: and shit like you don't uh, want to do that <laughs> like, <yeah.
2: laughs>
0: you know you don't want to put yourself through that yeah probably not all right uh i only have one more movie um so sorry but you guys don't you know don't feel you know like you have to stop talking uh mm-hmm. so i watched uh which is the latest film from miranda july which makes it sound like she makes stuff a lot, which this is her first film in nine years, so she really doesn't
2: um isn't this like her second movie? It's or her something? third
0: film oh third wow. yeah, her third feature uh and um it's about a family of i guess you could call them con artists, but they're not really i don't know, they're just kind of like scheming to get to scrape by in society uh they're essentially homeless. They live in an office space that they're renting from a fellow who runs some kind of a soap factory or some shit. I don't know. They didn't ever really explain it. But there's like um, there's soap, foamy soap that pours into the office (laughs) at certain times during the day that they have to uh, get rid of or else, you know, the wall will fall apart. And uh, that's part of the, you know, the kind of quirkiness you would expect from Miranda July. But this is not for me. Uh, this is a little bit of a step down for her because it just doesn't have the same... Okay, like, I'm a... To starters, I haven't seen her other two films in a while, okay? But I remember liking them both, especially The Future, which was her last film. I liked The Future a lot when I saw it. And it was, like, dark and really weird and had, like, tinges of, like surrealism in it and stuff and this film just doesn't have any of that it's it's like so lighthearted, and uh miranda july is not in it which maybe is why it's not like as weird because she is a strange performer like when she acts in a film like she's weird and uh i don't know it's just not nearly as uh strange as i wanted it to be it has moments i guess but overall it's just a very like uh sweet-hearted kind of lovely little story. And it's nice. It's nice to watch and everything. I didn't find it funny at all, I don't think. I laughed maybe once at something Richard Jenkins said. And Richard Jenkins is the standout performance here, no matter what people are saying about uh, Gina Rodriguez. Richard Jenkins is terrific in this, playing the kind of scuzzy patriarch of their family. Who's just an asshole? <laughs> it's like the worst person. It's, uh, but yeah, and Evan Rachel Wood is fine in her performance. I don't have an issue with her voice. A lot of people are complaining about the, the voice she affects during this. She has like this kind of low, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like baritone almost kind of thing that she's doing. But I don't mind it. She's fine, uh, and I like the sort of love story that develops at the center of it. It just wasn't. It didn't feel like a Miranda July film to me. There was nothing in it that i was like oh this is definitely like what she does whereas when you watch something like the future and you see you know there's like scenes from the cat's perspective and they have like the she wears like the giant cat paws and you just see the paws like kneading shit while she's whispering as the cat that's the kind of shit i want to (laughs) see i don't know why but that really gets me going that's good stuff uh this doesn't have those kinds of quirks, unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad by any, by any means, and um, I definitely enjoyed it. It won't make the, the end of the year list or anything.
2: Mm. So, you have enough for an end of the year list? I
0: do. I made my end of the year list already. Uh, I mean, it's growing, but I have—I uh, think I have all. I either have nine or ten films on it right now. Oh, okay. And I'm not done watching movies this year. Right, it's a whole month to go. Yeah. And there's stuff that's come out, like I wanna I really wanna watch The Nest, which is the new Sean Durkin film he did Martha Marcy yeah. May Marlene. Uh I'm ready for that. Me too. It's on VOD now, so I'm gonna try and get that and watch it. And uh there's I'm sure there's other stuff I'm not thinking mm. of, but you know, there's lots of twenty twenty releases, they're just not big releases. Right. But anyways, that's uh that's it for me.
1: I think um I think we've learned something. Lay
0: it on me about John. Oh, about me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here we go.
1: The way that the way that you said Gina Rodriguez's name was like Gina Rodriguez, Alexander Skarsgård, Rashida Jones. <laughs> you just you just hate everyone who who gets big on TV. Dude. I
0: didn't. Okay. No. 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 I don't dislike Gina Rodriguez. I don't know anything about her. She's good in the movie. She's just not the to me. She's not the standout performance in the film. She's very good in okay. it. Like she's right. fine. She's right. not Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. Rashida Jones is is inept in the film <laughs> in uh, in On the Rocks. Like she's not good. It's embarrassing. I, I, it's like it's like a, it's like a, it's it's like she. It's I can t- I can tell exactly what she's doing. Sofia Coppola said, "Go watch all these screwball comedies from the 30s and 40s, and then do that, and then or be be similar to that, or use no. that in your performance." And she was just like, "I'll just do exactly that." And I'll be that character, and it's just dumb.
1: <laughs> mix mix the idea of those characters with the protagonists in all of my movies. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like uh,
0: you know that's embarrassing. That Gina Rodriguez is, is certainly doing exactly like her performance is controlled. You can tell she knows what she's doing, and she's giving a performance. I think which that is exciting. Um,
1: if I remember correctly, one one of you or all of you really hated gina rodriguez in annihilation
0: i don't remember she's in that? Is she in that i don't even know that i didn't know that
1: yeah she was one of the the women that goes in um wait so, you, well, so I we believe got it i mean wait, I, she's the most talkative okay one. yeah i probably did that wasn't tessa that.
2: thompson wait so no, we tessa got thompson so we got natalie portman angry Jennifer badass. jason lee tessa thompson Oh okay, I
0: I could not have told you anyone else who's in that movie except right. for Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. <laughs> so.
1: I I can't remember who it is, but I remember listening to uh, your Annihilation episode and you guys ripped into her for for. A
2: minute. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad. I, I can't say you that know, you're wrong. Wasn't because uh, I remember hating that movie. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it could have it been Jonathan. Sh- it could have been me. It could, I could I don't know. It could have been any of us. Yeah. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> could have been a tag team i think i think I, I mean old. i th- probably but, ripped but into also, everybody's like, performance i mean you know i'm not going to totally judge gina rodriguez on that one movie because the movie was crap uh from yeah, beginning I, to I end mean, you guys
1: aren't you're not you're not judging oscar isaac and natalie portman and jennifer jason lee on that movie either right But that yeah. was probably i would say gina rodriguez has been in fewer films than those other people
0: Yeah. I wouldn't have known who she was. I I didn't know who she was when I started watching Kajillionaire Mm. and uh, I looked her up and I was like, Oh, she's on that Jane, the Virgin show. And I've heard of that show, but I've never seen it. And, Mm. uh,
1: yeah, that's, uh, Sarah loves that show. So I have seen parts of it. It's, uh, it's definitely not for me. Fake so proper deal. Mm. But, um, yeah, I also have, uh, I also have one. Well, I've got, I've got a double feature left. Um, I watched these two movie movies on the same day. I'm not going to tell you their title because uh, that's my new thing. <laughs> but, um, no, I watched uh, I watched Labyrinth and Legend mm. on the same day. Um, these were both released in 1986. I know on Letterboxd Legend says 1985, but uh, its release was in April of 86, so I don't know why. what What's going on with that? Um, maybe it played at one festival and before Ridley Scott decided to re-edit it because it's a mess but I'll uh I'll start with Labyrinth uh I haven't seen Labyrinth in a really long time and yeah I don't I wouldn't have said like that's a movie I'm like particularly attached to have any nostalgic feelings towards but maybe I do because I still think it's uh you know like a pretty fun kids movie um and the songs are silly but they work in context and the uh the labyrinth itself is cool, and all the the puppet work is top notch because it's Jim Henson. Mm. Um, so in general, it's just and it's like it's just got personality. I don't know something about it. Can't put my finger on it, but it's pleasant. But it's also like a trifle. It's whatever. Uh, Legend, which I had never seen before, is a Rid- Ridley Scott's movie, which I'm pretty sure he did like pretty sure he did like the duelists and alien and blade runner and then legend uh which is a really hilarious end of that uh like classics era for ridley scott um i hate this movie i don't understand this movie um it made me hate mia sara a little bit and i was like i used to i loved her and then i watched ferris bueller's day off and i was like ah, oh, no she's okay again <laughs> um i don't know what Tom Cruise is doing, because I don't think Tom Cruise knew what he was doing. Um, Ridley Scott is just like, be a fairy. <laughs> like, so he's just like on all fours the whole time and just being weird. Um, and like, it is like a technical marvel. It is like the, the sets and the costumes, uh, the pro- like the makeup prosthetics, they're all insane. And they all look really cool on their own. But, like, the final product, it, to me, is just, like, is not a story worth watching. And, Kevin, I know you have a pretty high rating for this. Yeah. Um Uh-oh. And <laughs> I didn't get that. And I, I also did not watch the theatrical cut. Why? So I, Why?
2: But, yeah, why didn't you watch I the difference cut?
0: between scores, mainly, isn't it? Isn't it just, like, Tangent uh, Dream did yeah. the score
2: for well, one? In half an hour.
1: Oh, is it really a
2: difference in time? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it's two hours versus, yeah, like I mean, 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing against Jerry Goldsmith as a composer. But, like, for me, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up with stuff like, you know, NeverEnding Story and things like that. It's like, I expect, like, like for me, like, fantasy should have, like, synthesizer soundtracks. Because, I mean, like, I'll, you know, I'll say, like, the, the like, Lord of the Rings soundtrack is actually pretty good. And, I mean, it depends on how epic the story is. Yeah, it? I, I mean, mean like I, I think yeah, Lord of like, the Rings would be silly with a like, <laughs> you know, like a arpeggiated synthesizer sound behind maybe. it. you know, uh, but I, you know, I, just, but it also, you know, it also has to be in the hands of like people who are good at like working with synthesizers, because <laughs> sure, sure. you know, like uh, Legend was done by Tangerine Dream, and Neverending Story was done by Giorgio Moroder. So, like, you have people who know those are big deals. Yeah, like, yeah, people who know what they're doing with synthesizers, so they can make these like really ethereal sounds and you know, uh, like really beautiful melodies and stuff. So, I mean, if like one oh Tricks Point Never, or uh, yeah, actually, If if they did the soundtrack. Actually, I think it would be fucking great because like one of the things I remembered about uh, watching Good Time, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I kept thinking like, you know, s- somewhere uh, somewhere in my life I got this idea that synthesizer soundtracks were pretty cool. Yeah. But then a lot of the movies I watched, there's like eh, this. These suck. But then watching Good Time and hearing their score, it's like, okay, this is everything. This is my idea of what a great synthesizer score should sound yeah, like. Yeah, I mean there's lots this of what synth- Oniotrix Point never does in good time. Yeah, there's lots of uh there's lots of synth soundtracks. I mean it's
0: a staple now. It's like all these films mm. have synth soundtracks that are especially indie pictures. Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah. cheap to produce. Yeah. But What's only that? the ones that are really good, like, you know, his stuff and then like Cliff Martinez's shit. Yeah. Like yeah. that shit stands Absolutely. out as being really great, you know. Yeah. Or even uh um, Disaster piece doing the score for uh, It Follows like that's a great synth score Mm. but it's very Carpenter-esque like it lifts from Carpenter but it's good you know
2: yeah um but yeah I mean you know like you know if you don't like it you don't like it but I would definitely I would definitely choose the theatrical cut over the um uh the European cut I guess they call it um because I don't think it's I don't think it's the director's cut, from what I remember. Uh,
1: well, yeah,
2: um, I don't I don't actually know. Ridley's I just know yeah, that because yeah. it's that longer. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, did you know that uh, Mia Sara,
0: uh, the girl who you hate now because you watched her in a bad movie, <laughs> she's no he loves the her now. again because he watched Ferris Bueller. She's married to Brian Henson, yeah. Jim really? Henson's kid. Huh. Did you know that? That's weird. Yeah, they married in okay. twenty ten. Also, so they mm. I guess they had years apart huh. and then came mm. together. Wow. Kind of interesting. That's
1: yeah. crazy. But, um, uh, Hey, Kevin, if, if I were to ever watch this movie again, I... Mm. Like, this movie needs to be shorter. Like, I mean... Yeah. Like, the, the two-hour version is just... It's too long. It takes 20 minutes to start. It's just, like, meanders I the know. whole time. Um, there's no sense of pacing. Um, and I would rather have a Tangerine Dream score. So, mm. yeah, I screwed up. Um, but I did not like it.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I totally get it. Like, uh yeah, like, I entirely see where you're coming from, and I would <laughs> I would have thought the same thing. Like, I, I probably would have, you know, still rated it higher than you did, even the, you know, European cut. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally 100% see where you're coming from, because yeah, a big part of why I watched the theatrical cut was because, yeah, I want the Tangerine Dream, and I want you know i think it's like i don't know maybe an hour 40 the theatrical cut but that's still better than you know the closing in on 2 hours that yep. uh the european one does all right
1: well that's it for me all right okay
2: so let's see lot uh yeah so I went through a bunch of Atomos stuff, like some of his short films and another anthology Neo Tokyo that I was talking about earlier, which has um one of the one of the pieces in it that uh the one in the middle which let's see I forget who actually does it but like it's the whole thing is just like batshit crazy. And the one the one in the middle has this weird like this dudes in this like weird death race and it's very like film noir and it's really interesting and like if you just google Neo Tokyo anime like you can find it on a uh, I think it's called fantasticanime.com that's where I watched it. Um so I'd say it's worth, you know, Forty five minutes of your time, um, and then I watched uh, Steam Boy, his second animated feature, which is really really good. Um, so, yeah, I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, some of the character stuff gets a little like okay, we could we could have done without all that, because um, like there's a scene where like one the the main character Ray Ray Steam, he's just asking all these questions and it's like bruh come on man like come on uh but yeah it's it's also (laughs) worth it's also worth watching that's good what
0: that's what you're saying is funny
2: yeah (laughs) Uh. and let's see next i watched uh world apartment horror which is his first live action film which is on youtube and it's about this, like, low-level Yakuza guy who's, like, given the task of, uh, like, booting out all of these foreigners from this uh, apartment house. Because the Yakuza is, like, going to demolish it and they're going to put up, like, a something there. Um, but they don't want to leave and the guy is so bumbling and inept that he can't scare them away. And But then, like, this weird, like, demon thing starts to terrorize them, and it doesn't look great. Like, it looks pretty cheap, which, you know, I I can't really hold it against the movie, because, you know, whatever, it's the early 90s. It looks about like most early 90s movies do, uh, but it's still pretty interesting and still pretty good, and... I, I it's hilarious to me how like the yakuza guys just like screaming the whole time and he wants them to take him seriously but they never do and he's trying to yell at this uh at this kid from Taiwan and the the, the, kid, the kid like doesn't speak Japanese well so he's like having to like say back to him everything that he's saying but like reinterpreted <laughs> This and, is a uh, live action? Yes um and then i blind bought uh the film short piece on blu-ray because i was like i'm enjoying all of this and like if i can see it on blu-ray i'd love to and again another anthology film and still really good stuff uh i think there's more cgi in this one than i would really care for but that's not that's not a major deal um yeah, it's still really, really good. And uh combustible, Otomo's piece in it, like it starts off like you're watching like one of those like medieval tapestries or scrolls as it's like telling the story, and then it moves into more like traditional like camera moves. Um but that's one of the interesting things about Otomo, like um his short piece in uh memories called Cannon Fodder. It's animated to look like one continuous shot. And... Like... It's so cool how like... He... Like... He... Really like... More than probably anybody else... Views animation as like... A legitimate film medium. So like... He looks at it like he's shooting a film. And I think that's really cool. That's why Akira is so
0: fucking good.
2: Yeah. In my opinion... Akira is still the greatest anime of all time. Now... I'm sure that'll greatest, get a lot of people up animated in animated
0: film. Yes. In ever.
2: Yes. Um, you know, fight me. Right.
0: Whatever. Exactly. You fight me too on that one. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um I got a uh so I'm assuming we're doing the letterbox game after we get done with our Maverick review? Sure. Yeah. I'm okay. ready. So, okay, good. I have a way to make it more interesting. Uh-oh. Uh, you know how, you know, we don't want to just like say, okay, well, JR wins. He gets to assign us a movie. Like, that's boring because that's what we do for the show anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the great thing about the Letterbox game is that it's partially random. Mm. So I just found this list on Letterboxd and it's called, let me read it Random Movie Roulette. Oh, <laughs> it's okay, a- okay. It's 8,500 movies long. Oh, it damn. wants you to go to random.org, which I've done, and uh, generate a number from 1 to 8,500. Uh-huh. And then that's the movie that the losers will watch.
2: Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. That I'm great. up for that.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, and it's a 8, lot of-
1: 8,500 movies long. That's, uh, that's going to yeah, be it's... quite a feat for me to finish that list. <laughs> You're never going to
0: finish <laughs> this fucking list.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you you, probably, you probably
0: watched 6,000 of them already, so. I'm going to look it up. I've watched I've watched almost sixteen hundred myself. So, uh, but doesn't matter. Even if it's a movie we've seen, mm. even if it's a movie we talked about on this episode, okay? <laughs> we have to rewatch a movie. Mu- no, we'll, we'll, if it's something we watched super recently, we can change it. Okay. Anyway, okay. So I, that's all. I just wanted to mention that. Cool, um, cool. Okay, let's talk our deep dive, which is Maverick, uh, directed by Richard Donner from nineteen ninety four, starring Mel Gibson. Jodie Foster, James Coburn, uh, James Garner, uh, a lot of cameo roles. Graham Greene, of course. Yeah. yeah. uh, This is Kevin's pick. I'll let you take it away, bud.
2: Yeah. So I had been meaning to rewatch it for a long, long time because, you know, it's Richard Donner and, uh, you know, it's a Western. And I remember really enjoying it when I first saw it. So then, like. Like, obviously, the, you know, the thing that pushed it over the edge was when J.R. said he hadn't seen it. And this seemed like kind of a big, you know, I don't know if blind spots the right right phrase, but, I mean, it's it seems like something you would have seen at a- some agreed. point. Agreed, yeah. I, I don't know how I missed it, honestly. Mm. It seems like my dad would have
1: rented this for me when I was, like, mm. seven.
2: Because
1: mm. that's what
2: he did. But, yeah, we missed it. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, so I'll go ahead and start cuz I haven't started on one of these in a while, I don't think. If, I not, laughed my what, ass off that. watching this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> I just thought it, I just thought it was hilarious. Like I mean, even like knowing like there were there were plenty of things that I remembered, but plenty of like nice surprises along the way. Like I didn't remember exactly you know who was kind of pulling the strings uh, most of the way through. Um, But, yeah, like, I I especially love the stuff with Graham Greene where, like, he's telling him, like, you know, shake your weapons, act act mad. And (laughs) and then later on, Graham Greene's like, you fucking white people will believe anything. God. (laughs) Uh, He wants me to talk in that, you know, that dumb voice, white man, how? (laughs) that was pretty good. Yeah, so um yeah. The um I think it could be just a tad bit shorter, but otherwise I don't know. Like I I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie.
0: Uh I was going to say uh when you guys were talking about if JR had seen this or it seemed like he hadn't, you know, it'd been something that he should have seen by now. And I was going to say that um you know that stop ringing random fucking numbers ringing sorry um i was gonna say that uh you know what we may not realize is that jr hates mel gibson oh Oh he doesn't like (laughs) mel gibson at all and it's proved it's proven by the fact that he hadn't seen ransom before right which was (laughs) might have been one of his biggest films in the 90s he hadn't it might just be 90s gibson because he hasn't seen ransom he still hasn't seen conspiracy theory one of your 1997 movies that i hope you'll check out and uh he hadn't seen maverick which are you know huge have you seen all the lethal weapon films jr
1: uh no just the first two Good God! It is just nineties. Those the first two and, are in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I didn't see I didn't see the first two little weapons until like a few years ago. You hate well, Mel Gibson, Admit and it. you know, and I hadn't seen Tequila Sunrise, which oh, oh well, that's a sorry, good guys. <laughs> yeah, but you
0: you also don't like Braveheart.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. Oh. That's the same year, right? That's also ninety four.
0: That's ninety five. So hmm. oh, you're after sorry. this. Yeah, get it right, bud.
1: Okay, uh, Braveheart's this was a also a huge hit. Yeah, it I was. Saw. Yeah, I was yeah. going to
0: say that. Too. I have it written in my notes. I, I was going to ask, is this the last big hit western? It's got to be, right? I mean, well, I guess Django Unchained. I didn't think about that, but
2: well, if you want to count Django Unchained, I mean, it's
0: a western. I mean,
2: yeah, okay. It, I guess he he calls it a yeah. southern, but yeah, it, I mean, no. it's a western. That's why. That's why it's got yeah, kind of yeah, cowboys
0: so it's like, with six guns shooting people. I don't right, know. Right, right. Like a western.
1: I mean. It's definitely marketed on the back of Quentin Tarantino, yeah. which is sure makes it unique. But yeah. I, I don't
2: know. I mean,
1: how
0: big was uh, Ballad
1: of Buster Scruggs?
0: Well, it was only on Netflix, so not big. <laughs> we'll, we'll never well. know. I mean, I mean, this movie made 150 million or what, or 180 million oh, right, worldwide. Right. Ballad of Buster Scruggs couldn't make, you know, probably made a million worldwide because mm. it was in four theaters for a, a week, you know. Oh, right, right, right. But I mean, if you translate that into Netflix dollars, like its views or something, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but anyways, that's just. Yeah, uh, it was
2: no Bird Box. No, it's no Bird Box. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or holiday. Mm. Mm. But uh <laughs> or tiger king. Yeah.
2: So, uh,
0: well, I guess I can, uh, I can, I can, I can move on with Maverick. Uh, Maverick is a movie that I've seen. I saw it when I was a young man. I probably haven't seen it since 1995 when the VHS came out, but uh, Mel Gibson was a favorite of our family before he, you know, was revealed to be who he is, Mm. and uh, we used to watch Lethal Weapon all the time, we loved the Donner stuff, although, you know, it wasn't like my parents know who Richard Donner is, but... We inadvertently love Richard Donner. We just right. didn't realize it, you know. <laughs> and uh, when Conspiracy Theory came out, another Richard Donner film, we loved We loved it. It also, that. yeah, see, so now you have to watch it. Right, motherfucker. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also I read that uh, Jodie Foster was originally supposed to, he, Mel Gibson wanted Jodie Foster for, for uh, that movie, but she decided to do Contact instead the same oh. year. So, but anyways, uh, but yeah, I remember, you know, enjoying this enough when I was a kid, didn't remember much about it at all, except for the, uh, I remembered most of what happens on the boat at the mm-hmm. end, um, which I will talk about cause I have ah. issues with it, but, okay. um, yeah, it's fine as a movie and I can understand why you would laugh at it cause it is, it has moments where it's, it's funny and it is actively like a comedy like it's not it's not definitely not a western first it's a comedy first and mel gibson is like impossibly charming especially in the beginning of the film he's Mm -hmm. just like you, you, you like you it's frustrating how charming he is he's just like the most likable guy on earth and uh I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I like that or if I'm like frustrated by and like just fuck this guy, you know? Like <laughs> you're making me like you too much, guy. Like to have a little conflict here in the heart of the audience, but it's uh I mean overall I think it's, you know, like a serviceable comedy. It's uh it's a v- well-made obviously. It's you know, it's just a, it's like a blockbuster. It's kind of hard to judge on terms of um like whether or not it's a quote great film unquote, but it is definitely a good movie. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that's what yeah, I, I see. I what know. you're saying Those are my initial thoughts.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of the time kind of waiting for some other shoot a drop with uh with the Maverick character. Like, I was like, so is he a cheater? Are they are we going to reveal now that he is cheating at poker or doing something wrong? Or but that never came. Not that that's bad i just uh i don't know i kind of thought like this movie has twists i kind of thought that kind of twist would be coming but no he's just like a a super great guy super great
0: (laughs) guy yeah i wrote in my notes after he wins the fight with the guys which obviously that's sort of reversed you know but Mm. after he wins the fight with the guys i was like so maverick is superman i was like i don't like (laughs) what is this guy's weakness he's just good at everything you can't fuck because
1: that comes that comes right after we see him like you know, doing the gunplay. Right. Exactly. Uh, and he's he's it, amazing
0: at poker, amazing at gunplay. He scares everybody. He beats everybody up. He's he, he, he yells at the, the bully guy and, uh, Alfred Molina. And he, yeah. it's just, it's just like, yeah, I was just like, this is ridiculous. How, how like perfect this character is. It's not going to be interesting, but then I like the idea that he's, it's revealed that he paid those guys off. And that. Mm. but I, 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 <clears> I see, I thought there'd be more shit like that. I thought there'd be more like, He'd get into more trouble that he had to get himself out of. You know what I mean? Based on his like, his ego kind of would get him into more hijinks.
2: I think that probably happened in the show. Yeah, but I've never seen the show. Me neither. This is based on a show.
0: Yeah, it's James Garner is Maverick in the show. Yeah, in the fifties.
1: Yeah, and
2: and apparently in the show he's always saying, "My old pappy, my old pappy." Right, right. Yeah, I read that too. Garner, and he apparently apparently, in the show
0: he had a thousand dollar bill. Attached to the inside of his shirt with a pin instead of a hundred
1: dollar bill. So, I, you know, one of my notes was like, Oh, this is reference heavy. And apparently, I missed, you know, all of the references. The biggest (laughs) reference there is that it's the show. (laughs) So, you know, I I wrote that after um, a scene I did not like. And and so, I haven't revealed like my opinion of this movie, uh, which in general, I, I liked. But a scene that I did not like, and because I w- didn't have me on board yet, was the uh, bank robbery scene with uh, with Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! <laughs> and it took me a minute to like realize that like oh these characters don't know each other; these actors know each other. We're doing that thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was like this. this so uh. <laughs> but then, of course, Danny Glover says, "I'm getting too old for the shit." And I was like, "Oh, that's what we were doing, right?" right. <laughs> I hate Mel Gibson. That's why I didn't get the joke at first. Exactly. Uh, I, You
2: know,
0: I thought that when that scene happened, I was like, I, I read about that scene ahead of time. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, that, and, and when it happened, I was like, this is like super dumb, but it is funny and like amusing because of their, you know, obviously they're all, you know, it's like the very mm-hmm. incestuous as whole Cause it's the same director, same actors. But then, when he said I'm too old for this shit, I was like, that's a bridge too far. Man. That's too much. Like, you gotta stop. <laughs> like, that's just ridiculous. That's total fan service. It was enough to just have you guys, like, half recognize each other. I thought mm. that was pretty good. And I like where they're like, nah. <laughs> like <they're looking laughs> to, It's just like, what is what is nah? About what? Like right. so
1: silly. So it's, yeah. Um, yeah, the beginning of the movie, I don't know if the beginning of the movie is not good, or if I just wasn't like I wasn't on its wavelength yet cuz like my first my first note was like all right so we have this like ser- what I was interpreting as a serious scene with him about to be ha- hanged and then like the narration kicks in and the like hokey old-timey western music kicks in I was like what the fuck is going on the narration um, is
0: is awful
2: yeah I'm not, not awful yeah. goddamn Randy Newman but the well uh, what is what the score the no, score I, hate, is, I, the, I the score is at not at the beginning i i right. at the beginning
1: like, i just didn't realize this was a comedy is what i'm saying and like oh uh, i thought we were i thought i was going to have like a somewhat serious but entertaining western uh, and once i realized that like i'm basically watching like, like what amounts to a kids movie like in the in the sense that it is like a a mass entertainment blockbuster and it is very you know, like all over the place with its plot on purpose. And it's, you know, just doing things in an entertaining way. I was like, okay, I can get with this. And then I started really enjoying it. And then by the time we get to the, um, the scene where they're like at night behind a rock in a tree about to attack the thieves who've taken $30,000 from, um, from that mission group, like when they're just like whispering at each other, like really quickly. And, mm. I was like, oh wow, Mel Gibson is like being great in this scene. Uh and it's like the only time where the Brett Burt joke works where he like almost starts yelling when she calls him Bert. Um <laughs> I thought that scene was great. And and from there I was I was much more on board and I started laughing.
0: I okay, so I was talking about the narration. The narration's oh, oh, bad. Right, right. I don't the score is not my kind of thing, but I think it works for what this movie is. Yeah like it's not that's, that's uh fine. it's not anything i listen to but it's mm. like you know it's like for the kind of goofy lighthearted romp that this is right <laughs> i think his score uh it's i mean honestly what it reminded me the most of and i don't know if this is fair but it reminded me of uh sylvester's score for the third uh back to the future
2: oh yeah like the yeah, kind of western elements that, the but...
0: westernization of of the you know <clears> original <throat> themes and stuff like it mm. just seemed like that to me but um yeah. Uh the the at the very beginning of the film before the film starts even the the Icon logo Icon Pictures that's Mel Gibson's production company. Mm. And like now it's just I don't know if you guys are aware of this but like on the the Icon production logo is just like this the it's like a um like a vertical rectangle with like an eye. Uh-huh. But back then it was like this Gabriel angel warrior with like a sword and shit. I don't know. I've just never seen the old logo before. Oh. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not relevant to the film at all. <laughs> uh, the cinematographer, Vilmos Sigmund? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think the movie looked particularly good, though. Like I wasn't impressed by it. Yeah. It looks fine. It's the it service. Like I say, it's just like a normal. Like, it looks like a normal, like a Donner film, you know? Right. Yeah. It looks as good as Lethal Weapon Three looked the year before. Oh. Okay. You know? Do you think it looks really good?
2: Not particularly. I right. mean it looks That's fine. Insane.
0: I was saying like I expect more from Vilmo Sigmund. He is in the film. Did you notice him? Uh he plays the painter on the Russian guy's uh okay.
2: house thing. I, I I knew that he, I knew that he was in there, but I forgot to like look for him. Yeah. I, I was wondering if like almost
1: every single poker player, uh, especially at the end of the movie, was someone they are. Um, they are. Okay. And I know, like, I, I recognize Waylon Jennings as the guy mm. with the gun, but I didn't recognize anyone else.
0: A lot of them are actors from the original
2: TV show. Right. And Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazzard. More, more and
0: miss, references. And Mr. Okay. Lee from Falling Down. Oh, yeah. Ag- again. Defense. Oh, okay. <laughs> I
1: knew I recognized him. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's also in a, a Rapid Fire. Oh. <laughs> with Brandon Lee, so. Oh. uh Jodie Foster in this movie. So I read that her whole klutzy thing that she's doing uh, is the fact that when she falls off the wagon, when they meet the Mormon group or whatever, and she falls off the wagon, that that was an accident, mm. and that Richard Donner liked it so much he left it in, and then they had to rewrite her character as being that kind of a klutz where she has these moments where she falls constantly. And this shit. was
1: a, a bad decision.
2: I agree.
0: I, I think that I think that moment works. It's really funny because Mel Gibson kind of is not paying attention to it, doesn't give a fuck about that she fell, and I think that's really funny but i like the rest of the, every time else she's a klutz, it it, it seems really forced like it's obviously it, like a shit like that would never happen like you would never fall from that it's like, it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't feel like she's actually being it, a
1: klutz. it anymore. makes the character seem confused in the sense like the characterization seem confused yeah uh which in general like i Jody Foster wasn't bad but i uh this was just a bizarre character who is at times like super sexy and then at times super competent and then also super incompetent and klutzy it was just it it was all over the place because i don't Uh, they didn't seem to care
2: i don't know i thought the klutzy thing kind of i mean i i see where you guys are coming from but i also see how it would work because she's also a con artist Mm -hmm. and you know like there's that that scene in a gangs of new york where like Leo is trying to square off with Cameron Diaz, like, don't you fucking bump into me? Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's, but it seems like that Jodie Foster, yeah, like when she trips and like makes his gun axi- go off and like stuff like, like that. She's That's accidentally a little, doing stuff, like yeah.
0: she's not doing it on purpose.
2: But then the other one when she like sort of trips over him, like she's obviously like trying to kick him, right? So. Sure, yeah. Um, I yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not saying I, I was, I was
0: more, I was more concerned about Jodie Foster, like looking at her as I don't like. It's so weird to think of her as a sex symbol or sexy. Like, she's, you know, she's obviously, she's she's a good-looking woman. Mm. But I just don't think, like, I don't think of her that way. I don't know why exactly. She just never came across as like, but in this movie, she's really portrayed that way. And I don't know if that's, I guess that's where her career was at the time. Like, she was a big deal. Yeah. You think she's a good-looking?
2: She's fine. Yeah. Right. I, think, I mean, she's yeah, not. I think she's yeah. good looking. Yeah. And she's
0: good looking, but she's not like. It's, it's just like you'd think of like. Okay, for instance, like three years later, Gibson and Donner team up again to do Conspiracy Theory with Julia Roberts, and like Julia Roberts is like is a sex symbol. Like people think she's super hot. Right. You know, especially at the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Coming off of um, I mean all the shit that she did, but starting with Pretty Woman, probably right. Yeah. yeah. So it's Woman. like uh, you know, it's yeah, right. So it's like uh. But Jodie Foster doesn't have that kind of back catalog of stuff. Like this is the movie where she's supposed to be hot, I guess. Yeah. unless you're a weirdo and you think she's hot in Taxi Driver, you know.
2: Well, uh... <laughs> when she's
0: like 13 or whatever. Yeah. What's his face? Uh, Hinkley. Oh yeah, Hinkley probably thought she was really hot. Yeah, I bet Hinkley yeah. was losing it when he saw Maverick and all that cleavage. <laughs> God, he must have been jerking off in his cell every night. <laughs>
1: So this is yeah I'm I'm like looking at her, her filmography right now and I, I don't know a bunch of these movies, but like the movie right before this is a romance called Summersby, which looks like it could be, you know like she's a lead and there's, a romance with Richard Gere. Um, okay, yeah, that could be sexy. But then like, Shadows and Fog, a weird Woody Allen movie, and oh right, Silence of the Lambs, not exactly a sex mm-hmm. symbol in that. Yeah, um, and then I haven't seen like things like backtrack. And the accused going back she, she, that way. Yeah, That and yeah, and the accused is like,
0: I mean, she yeah, gets I mean, gang raped in that. Like, that's not a, that, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just weird to think of her as like a, because she does play these like damaged psychological characters mm. in all of her films up into. Yeah, because like, uh, yeah, right I think after that was an
2: issue too in
1: uh, Nell. That, I was going to say that was right after uh, this, yeah. which I also haven't seen, but the description is, a small town doctor discovers Nell, a beautiful young hermit woman with many secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen Nell. Yeah. That's been a long time. I, again, it's not like it's Jodie Foster doesn't work in this for me. I don't think the character works. Uh, but I think, you know, it, I think she pulls off the look just fine.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. She's good. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind her at all. I mean, she's, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, man it's weird to say i'm a jodie foster fan exactly but i think she's a good actress and i mm. and i think she's certainly capable of doing she has a range like she can do stuff like this right it's like she she doesn't feel out of place in it at all she's just it feels out of place to me when they try to make her seem like she's really hot and i'm like she mm. i'm like she is she's good looking like don't get me wrong but it's just yeah, yeah. this is weird <laughs> she's not used to it i guess mm. But I was going to say that this movie, you know, we were talking about earlier about how it's it was successful. It was a very high grossing film uh, for its time, and yet you never hear about this fucking thing. Like nobody talks about Maverick. Like Did this it's thing completely get any Oscar forgotten. attention. I think it was nominated for costume design. Oh, okay. But it's like it's completely forgotten by like the mainstream audience who hmm. embraced it upon its release. So yeah,
1: it's just a real, it's a real Avatar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Avatar. You know, they dug their own grave by announcing that there were going to be more movies and then never releasing them.
2: <laughs> you know, hmm.
0: I mean, obviously they're they're about to, I guess, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I wrote about. Uh, I have a, a note here. Did did this film get Alfred Molina the job in Dead Man? Maybe because he's 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 okay in this. I mean, like he's definitely playing just like this kind of goofy archetypical, yeah. bully bad guy, like a almost like a Biff. Tannen kind of thing yeah you know but um but he's fine and he certainly you would never know that he's english yeah watching it his accent never comes through which i can't say is true for gibson whose accent does come through when he's talking to graham green and graham green uh he's telling graham green that he needs the thousand from him every time he says thousand he says thousand oh yeah (laughs) like every single time I was like, this is brutal. And I remember thinking uh, the last time his accent poured out so much un- unintentionally was uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Ah. It's brutal in Lethal Weapon 2. There are scenes where he's just like full on Australian. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Mm. Uh, why, how is this movie rated PG? They say goddamn and shit like a million fucking times in this movie, and it's rated PG. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw it was rated PG.
1: Yeah, kids could watch
2: anything back in the
1: nineties. Yeah, I it, like the PG
0: thirteen rating existed.
2: I think it ex- wasn't it made it for like Red Dawn. It was,
1: no, uh, yeah, it was no. It was made for, for Temple of Doom, uh, I thought. Oh, Temple right, of Doom. My bad.
0: But uh, yeah, but Red Dawn was one of the first movies to get oh, it. Oh, Okay, right, right. That's that's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, Spielberg invented it because he wanted to make mm. more money. He's a piece of shit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess we could just jump to the ending so i the ending is my biggest problem with the film
2: mm-hmm.
0: the <clears> amount of uh well first of all, the way that he wins the tournament i wanted to i wanted him to do more stuff that was like clever like show what a good player he was. Mm. You don't get any sense of the fact that he's a good player except for the fact that he constantly wins. you know what I mean yeah. Like you don't see him doing anything where it's like, wow, that's smart, or like, wow, he well, really had that guy. Up to the end, he could be cheating. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you don't exactly. ever know. <laughs> yeah. But I like when he when he, you know, does his magic trick thing to get the yeah, car like, yeah. I don't mind that because that's been set up and that sort of works. Although I read that there was a scene where he goes to um he goes to a like a psychic. And she tells him that he does have that power, Mm -hmm. that he just hasn't unleashed it yet or whatever. So I thought, I mean, I was like, I don't know that that sort of works. But I would just I would have preferred it would be like, you know, I was kept thinking of rounders, you know, and I'm just like in rounders, there's a very clear conceit of Matt Damon can read people and he knows exactly what you're holding just based on what's. Like he's he knows what's in the deck. He knows what's been played already. He sees you for your face. He sees your ticks, and they talk about the tick thing here, mm. but it's just like very like kind of um, almost like cartoonish. Like this idea that oh, you tapped your teeth or you did this or that. You know, and it's just like, well, I don't know. It just I mean it matches what the film is. Like the film is cartoony. The film is a, yeah. It's kind of a goofy comedy, but
2: yeah, and like this this is you know. This is definitely not the kind of movie that you expect, like intricacies of like you know, poker playing. From oh, yeah, of course not. But yeah, yeah. But,
0: but but just being that it's by virtue of the fact that it's a it's essentially is a poker film. I mean, it's about a poker player.
2: Right. There's right. not
0: much poker in it, though, to be honest. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not that's not necessarily a criticism. Even mm-hmm. I just would have liked more eh. maybe clever stuff going on and during the tournament, but the it. ending. With all the twists, too many twists, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew that, I knew, I remember that James Garner is his father. Right. I remember that. But, like, all the stuff with James Coburn, like, in the woods... And then they got to cut to the the bathhouse, and I'm like, okay, now the bathhouse, it's over now. And then Jodie Foster has to show up and steal the money, and then there's another twist: she didn't actually get all the money; she only got half the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's too much, man. It's just Goldman going a little crazy there at the end of the film, you know? Uh, maybe I don't know if he wrote it that way, or if they asked if they asked him to have more, you know, like maybe inject more shit at the end or something like that, but. Mm. I don't know. It was a little convoluted for my taste. Uh, just that well, section of the film.
1: Now that I know, now that I know, it's like based on the TV show. Maybe this was just Goldman having fun in mm. in like an arena. Like maybe he liked Maverick. Sure. I was uh, just like let's let's just do this as like silly and fun as we can through the end. And that's fine. Know.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm yeah. not I'm not against. I don't hate the movie or anything. I just you know. It just is what it is. It's a popcorn movie, you know, Hmm. and that's fine. And that's what Mel Gibson was doing at this time. Yeah. And Donner, I'll say this, Donner is the perfect guy to direct this movie. Uh, I agree. Because it's just the right level of, like, there's action in it, but there's also these really silly moments, and it's just what he does. Like, he directs action comedies. That's what he does. Mm. Even Conspiracy Theory is more serious than this film, but it's still very comedic. Right. (laughs) So anyway, well, ratings, Four and, a half. Four and a
2: half. Whoa. I- you guys know comedy oh is a big thing
0: for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a high rating there, bud. JR, <laughs> I'm going to let you take it over. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 3.25. I was pleasantly surprised once I got over being mad at it.
0: OK, well, I guess I should preface this with I suppose that I was the opposite of present pleasantly surprised being that I had seen it before and I was expecting it to be maybe I was expecting to be more entertained than I ended up being. And therefore, the ending doesn't help. It dropped it down. It was a three. It dropped down to a two and a half at the ending. Uh, sorry, Kevin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I feel horrible. I don't know why. It's so silly, but I feel bad. That I gave your your <laughs> movie that you love such a low score, <laughs> even though you've done that countless times to me. Countless, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> you do. I'm that pretty sure like you can count them. <laughs> two star Ted over here giving Paul Thomas Anderson films two stars. <laughs> Fucking joke. <laughs> anyway, okay, so what are we doing? We're gonna do the. Uh, all right, all right. Let's let me get the letterbox for this film up. So I'm gonna go through conspiracy theory one to get to it (laughs) there it is maverick okay i'm just letting you guys know Mm. Uh, maverick okay so we need to do a are you do you have a dice roll what are you doing oh uh i thought you were controlling this i'm gonna do the dice roll i am i'm just i didn't know what you were doing with your phone no i was just looking at the (laughs) okay he's just Uh, not paying attention to you okay here we go (laughs) i'm gonna do dice we're gonna roll so, uh, we're gonna see who it's gonna be out of, okay, all right, here we go, yeah. ready? I can't see that oh, is that did that just do it? Oh, there we go. I's <laughs> one over and over again, uh, okay, it's five, three, okay, here we go. this is the actual one. you guys ready? all right, what is it one it's <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's one, it's Mel Gibson, obviously, um, okay, so let's see. What we got? It was one last time. No. Wasn't it? Yeah, I thought cause it, was, it was Isabelle Huppert. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> okay. Here's <laughs> no. see a new dice t- <laughs> roller. Honestly, I have a chance at this though because again, JR hates Mel Gibson and I've seen lots of films of his. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let me just make sure that I have everything checked off that I have seen cuz mm. I've
1: seen more Gibson movies than I knew
2: that I had. Right.
0: I
1: wish I
2: hadn't like, told
0: Jr. to see Ransom now. He'd be one down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't realize or remember that he's in Chicken Run.
2: Oh, right, yeah. Oh, Chicken right. Run. Yeah.
0: He does John Smith in Pocahontas also.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize he was in Casper somehow. Yeah, he's one of the guys in the
0: mirror whenever Casper's changing into all the different...
2: Oh, that's right. He possesses Bill
0: Pullman and he turns into
1: Clint Eastwood. Right, right. How? So, like you know the default setting for the way these are grouped is by popularity how is casper his eighth most popular film great question and like ransom and maverick and gallipoli are on uh like the seventh row (laughs) this is insane
0: okay um so you guys ready
1: Do you guys think that we have watched more Mel Gibson movies for deep dives than anything else? Anybody else? Maybe. How how many? The Bounty also.
0: That's three. (laughs) Jesus Christ! And I. Uh, There's no more though. That's it though, right?
2: I chose. I chose the Bounty. I chose Maverick.
0: Who chose uh, the other one? Tequila Sunrise. Oh, you chose Tequila Sunrise. Jesus Christ. Kevin is apparently a Melhead.
2: Yeah, apparently I'm a big uh, got, Mel Gibson. Mark got a thing for Mel. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've so we, I don't think we still haven't repeated
1: a director. Yeah, I we have. Think. I think Wait. we
0: have Carpenter, right? No, not Carpenter. Um, Wait, yeah, was it Carpenter?
2: Yeah, Big Trouble and, uh, and Escape, from, yeah, New Escape New from New York. Those are both before oh, okay. you
0: were on the show, I think. But right,
2: right. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Okay,
1: that's crazy. What What are you guys' numbers?
0: Okay, are we doing percentage or out of the seventy seven? What's the difference? Well, I don't know. It's just like, which number do you want to hear?
1: I guess we'll just rate concrete number.
0: Okay, so the, the number out of 77.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, who's going first?
2: <laughs> I'm terrified. <Wait>. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think it. I have that because I'm not a... What are, you, what are you guys...
0: No, 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 you can see. You just go to Mel Gibson's uh, uh, thing no, but, and it should tell you, tell you how many... But on, on the phone it might show right up differently. There, right there, percentage. Yeah. Oh, you just have the percentage? Oh, okay. Okay. You just have the percentage or does it have the well, amount? I,
2: you can click it back. And then and it forth. tells you how many? Yeah. Okay, so right.
0: okay. Out of 77, Kevin, what's your number? 18. All right. JR, can we go next? Yeah. All
1: right. I have 23. I have 27. <laughs> I fucked you up. <laughs> You hate
0: Mel Gibson. (laughs) I love how uh, Kevin is the one who loves Mel Gibson the most. He's seen three of his fucking films, and he's only seen eighteen of his movies.
2: It's so weird.
0: Oh man, that's so good. (laughs) I win. I win. So I'll do the uh, random movie generator now.
2: All right. So what am I watching?
0: See what? uh, Well, I think we're we're both watching. Should be both of you. Yeah, you both lost. Oh, the losers. Yeah, the losers. Okay. 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 So this is I'm on the random movie roulette thing. I'm gonna generate a number. The number is well I'm not gonna tell you what the number because I don't want because JR's gonna look it up. I don't want him to look it up. <laughs> no, I, I do have I do have the list open. I know you yeah, do. Of course. It's gonna take me Do you wanna know how
1: many I've, many I've seen? How many? Uh less than fifty percent. Thirty three hundred. That's honestly. that's I was alive. gonna swear it was gonna be in the forties. That's
0: uh <laughs> that's like double what
1: I've seen, so uh.
0: Um, okay, so I, it's going to take me like a minute to get to it because I've got to scroll through pages and All pages right. and pages and pages, oh, and pages Jesus. Pages.
1: You know, if only I'd seen those other two fucking Lethal Weapon movies, like <laughs> We Were Soldiers. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs>
0: Classic. It's not a good movie.
1: Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, We Were Soldiers and the Three Other Donners, and I, I at least would have tied you.
2: mm. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> you know it's uh it's just a good day i never <laughs> i never expected to win honestly if it had been any other actor on in the cast i probably would have lost uh, you know
2: i mean we could have gone with jeffrey lewis again <laughs> That's right it could
0: have been Je- what if what if it was jeffrey lewis again that would've been ridiculous yeah. although we did that one. It's like a practice one i think so that wasn't oh, on right, the, right, right. that wasn't on the show mm. that was back when we were uh we were uh, uh, what do you call it what do you call it when you troubleshooting? No, not troubleshooting. When you do something before Trial you, run? Trial run. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We're doing a trial <laughs> run. <laughs> oh man, there's or a seven lot of day movies. Free trial This is, is more like people will probably know it. This is like every movie that's ever been made on this fucking list, man. I mean, that's not obviously not true. Aren't there like how many movies have been made? Like, 30, <laughs> like <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's Isn't it like twenty-five thousand? Isn't it like twenty-five <laughs> thousand? I think there's Google has an answer for it, though. I think I looked it up once.
1: What? Because I, there's probably a lot of like, uh, what are we considering movies? Yeah, Uh, are we counting shorts? Um, That's a good question. Does it have to be released uh, theatrically or Mm. distributed by some entity to count? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, play a film festival.
2: Yeah, because it's funny how often like there are films that like are made but like will never be seen. Yeah, it's like more than you would think.
0: Oh yeah, there's movies that have been shelved.
2: Yeah, that
0: you know, that hundred million dollar movies that just get shelved and you never fucking yeah. see them. Especially in the last couple of years. Let's see, what was the number again? I'm almost there, guys. I promise. Mm. <laughs> it takes so long.
1: I don't it's, know. What? What? I don't even remember the number. I didn't tell you the number. Oh, I, I oh, want so you that's to right. Look it's right
0: at okay. it. I know that you will.
1: Yeah. Some of the movies that I have seen on the first page of this are really scary. Like. I don't know what I would do if you had rolled or ninety five and I had been stuck with Suicide Squad.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I can't. I can't watch that, that again,
1: man. <laughs> it
0: might be that rough, dude. The higher these numbers are going, the more obscure they seem to be.
2: Oh, okay. That's
0: not true, well, though. Well, they have. They have. Uh, Mulholland Drive is number fifty eight hundred. So,
2: wow. Oh my god. <laughs> so you're that high up?
0: Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, I just fuck. I just passed it. Hang on. <laughs> Okay. I am on the page. Okay. It's number 5994. Oh, you guys got this. I don't even know what the fuck this is. But <laughs> it's called Birds Do It. It's from what? 19 It's from 1966 and Birds? it's a Soupy Sales movie. <laughs> Should I know what that kind of movie is? Soupy Sales is a comedian. Oh oh God. Melvin Bird, who dreams of being a scientist, is a Cape Kennedy minuscule molecular molecular particle surveillance monitor. In short, a janitor. His job is to keep a major rocket project completely dust free. Oh <laughs> and he my does God. With, with his own hilariously fantastic inventions, including a literal attack on dirt by a knight on a white horse. I don't know what the fuck this is talking about. <laughs> this is the movie Hey, it's only eighty eight minutes. <laughs>
1: You gotta make sure right. you're actually able yeah. to I'm... access
0: this. You know?
1: Like Yeah. Uh yeah, directed by Andrew Martin. Yeah. I've seen two of his movies. Oh hey, there you go. The is... King Solomon's Mines. Oh, longest day. No shit.
0: Oh wow. I've seen the longest day. I've seen one of his movies. He did the thin Apparently red line. His...
1: <laughs> Apparently his career went downhill by nineteen sixty six. Mm.
0: Oh no! Shit! Is the th- this is like a th- the Thin Red Line based on James Jones's novel? I didn't know they made a film of that in the sixties. Huh? It's got Care Delia in it from two thousand one. Really? Yeah. Wow. And Jack Warden. What? I don't have to watch this shit. Yeah. So you're
1: telling me I should be excited by Birds Do
0: It? No, no, no. no. You should. You should be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I um... look how far down Birds Do It is on his list of films. <laughs> it's like literally like the What? 10th? No, 15th film. Wow. (laughs)
1: Soupy Sales is flying high.
0: (laughs) All right. So that's just what you're forced to watch because you lost this. Now I still have to get to my pick. Yeah. you you (laughs) got to give us the deep dive for next time. All right. You have way too much power to (laughs) do. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have decided to um, go with a 1997 picture just to do JR a favor, you know, since he's having to watch (laughs) 1997 pictures. Okay. And I've narrowed
1: it down to. Three films. Oh my god, he probably is going to do conspiracy theory. No, we, I'm not we can't no, do no, no. double
0: doner. I'm not doing conspiracy theory. I, I exited off the page. We're not okay. doing that. Okay. I, I honestly don't want to watch it again. It's not. <laughs> it's not amazing. I, I like it. It's not the best. All right, <clears throat> Copland, here we come. Do you guys want to know what the three films are? Yeah, tell us. The three films sure. are City of Industry, which is a movie I've talked about on the show before. Uh-huh. Um, a great Harvey Keitel uh, crime film. Right. Uh, also as Steven Dorf. City of Industry, directed by John Irvin. Turbulence, which is a movie I haven't seen in years, but Uh, it's got really I always wanted to see that as a kid. Yeah? Uh oh. That might influence my decision. And the third film is. The third film is Private Parts. Oh, okay. Which is Howard Stern's. You're having
1: a Stern moment. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) But, 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 since, uh, since I've seen Private Parts a million times and I've seen. Um, City of Industry. Recently, we will ch- and because Jr. wants to see Turbulence when he was a kid, we will yield to his child, uh, his inner child, and we will watch Turbulence, directed by Robert Butler from 1997, starring Ray Liotta and Lauren Holly and Brendan Gleeson and Hector Elizondo huh. and Rachel Ticotin is in this motherfucker. Wow, from uh, from Falling Down. We watch so much shit with actors from Falling Down in them. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll be watching Turbulence for the next episode.
1: I hope it's good. I don't. I honestly don't
0: remember shit about it.
1: You know, if it's not, I feel like this is not. It's not a huge loss, right? This right, is a.
0: No. It's much silly blockbuster for the nineties. It's much worse that you have to watch birds do it. So I I agree with that. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys' review. If it was going to be something good, I might have watched it with you, but I, I I'm not going to do it to myself. I'm not watching birds do it. Right. <laughs> fuck? All right. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, you can like us and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you listen to podcasts at. Visit our website at co. Email us with questions or concerns or comments. Or uh your own version of some letterbox game that maybe you came up with. We could always use help with that. It took us forever to come up with some reason to do this game. And uh, yeah, email us at filmiacpodcast at gmail.com. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. <laughs>
2: is
1: of: So this is what you're doing instead of watching movies. You're listening to Howard Stern.